Hey guys, welcome back to Contest Prep University. I'm Joe Klimczewski with our guest host, Dr. Corey Probst. Third episode of Body Dysmorphia. And after that great introduction to body image in the first episode, second, all about dysmorphia. Now I want to talk about the competition effects. Once you've been in that lifetime best condition, maybe you've won a great contest, maybe you got some accolades, but, but things tend to change. And I would even say, even if you don't win, I mean, maybe it's even worse if you don't, because then you think, wow, I really suck so bad and your body image goes even further down. But I, I want to I tell you, Corey, that as, as you talked about last time, you know, you, you, walking by a window, you see a reflection and all of a sudden you're looking at your, yourself and checking it out in a way that only a competitor might. I mean, just yeah. it's, it, become, it, it became extremely weird to me. I knew I did not want to be a part of this sport any longer when that was happening to me. That was my gut check. When I would go into a gas station restroom, you know, and, and the first thing I have to do is pull up my shirt to see how my abs look, just to see if I'm, you know, on track. And exactly. And that, yeah, it's the thing you do. You start pitching your love handles, you know, do I feel tighter today as soon as you're up out of bed? And I just started, you know, way back in my even, you know, late 20s, early 30s thinking, this, this is not what I signed up for. This is not where I wanted to head when I decided to become a, a competitive bodybuilder. So, so talk to us about that, this, just the effects of competition and those transitions and, and how, how bad it may be. And, and then, you know, in the next couple of episodes, we'll talk about how to get out of that state. Yeah, well, Joe, I just really appreciate that you, you had the wherewithal to, to start asking questions like, what am I doing? Is this healthy? Is this something that I want to keep engaging in long term? How is this to my benefit? How is this affecting my life overall? But the effects that many competitors, well, the, the actions, I'll say this, the actions that many competitors take during a prep are reinforcing very rigid and uh, destructive ways of thinking and behaving. We're, we're preparing to step onto a stage and be judged solely on our appearance. Like we're, we're making the choice <laughs> to do that. Um, and as we're preparing, uh, it, it's very much worth asking, like, what am I focused on? And oftentimes I will, you know, I don't work specifically with individuals on their nutrition who are moving into prep. I'm actually collaborating with them to be able to do this in the healthiest, healthiest of ways so that they're not falling into dysfunctional behavior and thinking patterns. Um, because the prep, it, it has the potential to exacerbate dysfunctional body image tendencies like we talked about earlier in a previous episode that are already there uh, or create new ideas in our minds about what is ideal or how I should look and what's okay and what isn't. And then that binary dichotomous way of thinking that you talked about. So it takes, it takes a person with a, a very resilient and strong sense of themselves and a, a high level of um, awareness to not have their confidence and really be dictated by or shaken by what their bodies look like just just based on this just based on appearance it makes me think of 
some of the healthy reasons disassociative type behaviors evolve to protect us, the things that we want to protect ourselves from. And, and when you hear a competitor objectify their bodies, they, they think they're doing it a good way. Well, this is, you know, I'm an artist and this is my palate. You know, I'm, I'm not yeah. conceited. I'm not arrogant. I'm not vain. This is just how I win. And, and, and I get the, the, you know, nugget of truth in there that we want to hold on to, but we kind of lose sight of, well, that's not exactly normal. <laughs> that's not, you know, <laughs> this is still all of you. Your entire existence is here and you are objectifying it. And so I, I, I'm like you. I, I, I want to help people do it well and keep it in context and be happy with it. But that does take a little bit of separation there. And I think, I think there's some healthy ways to do that than unhealthy ways. Well, I... I... I like that you mentioned dissociation. That's not typically used in um, a healthy discussion. Like there are reasons we dissociate in order to protect ourselves. If you look at the animal kingdom, you know, when, when we say, oh, that animal's playing dead, like they're not actually thinking I'm gonna play dead so I don't get devoured or eaten or suffer. Their nervous systems shut down. <laughs> so if we're dissociating in real life, um, that, that isn't necessarily healthy unless we are legitimately being traumatized and, and going through a trauma and we need to protect ourselves. So I think it's, that's a great way to think about it. But if we're, if we're, we do need a healthy level of separation, we do need to be able to compartmentalize and then yes. we need to be able to come back. So exactly. after the competition, we need to have thought about already, like, what is going to be changing? How might this be difficult for me? Do I have a support system in place? What are the types of thoughts that are gonna be like hitting me in the face and slapping me around as my body shifts and changes from where it was to you know, where it probably needs to be in order for me to function mentally, emotionally, and physically better now. Um, so it, we almost, we need to build a positive body image before we decide to engage in a competition prep. We should not be going into a competition prep to fix a dysfunctional body image. And I see that a lot and it really concerns me. You know, I'm gonna choose to do a competition prep because I hate my body. I need to fix it, it will help me fix it. Mm, no, do not do that. I'm going to choose to do a competition prep after I've lost a lot of weight and I'm actually feeling a lot more confident and healthy. Let me try to take it like 10 steps further <laughs> and potentially rip that apart. Right. In front uh, of judges who are assigning value to you based on nothing other than the comparative nature of That's what's right. on the stage has nothing to do with life. That's Corey, you right. just you just absolutely nailed what the mission of this series has to be. So by the end, uh, I, I want all of our listeners and, and viewers to understand we're, we're going to help you do that. Corey's going to talk about how to how to build that positive, you know, good, normal, healthy body image going into competition. So then it's no longer just completely battered every time that you do or don't you know, compete as well as you want. Fair yeah, enough, Corey. Joe, I just, 
I'll just mention the last thing I was kind of thinking about as you were talking is that the other reason I hear a lot of competitors sign up for another competition is because they gained a bunch of weight after their previous one. That's a red flag. For sure. For and sure. it's a it's this never ending perpetual cycle of of shame and a dysfunctional body image. All right, everybody, stay tuned. We got a couple more coming at you, and we're gonna we're gonna get through this. We'll see you next time in Contest Prep <laughs> University. You're, you're gonna need these.